Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor, and I will be your host. Joining me today, we have everybody's favorite centennial golden child, Zach Atwood. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Thanks. Hey, and ironically, we have a semi-live studio audience today. We we do. There's some humans in the room. Bailey, Kelly, Jake, give everybody a hello. <laughs> it just feels so weird. There's like How? three casual people in this small room just listening yes. to us talk. We are in our closet slash podcast studio. And for whatever reason, we just invited people to come hang out and sit in here while we record this. So, hey, speaking of live studio audience. Oh, what a great transition. Guess what's, what's happening? happening this Friday, which let me check my calendar, is February 11th. What is happening? Guys, Friday, February 11th, we are hosting our very first live podcast recording. And so Woo. I've had a lot of people. Um, yeah, claps. Thank you. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's insane. But we're doing it. <laughs> and guys, believe it or not, but when that crowd is cheering, that's a fake crowd. Yeah. But I next know week, it's going to be real. <laughs> I know most of you have thought this entire time that that's a real crowd, but it's not. That's a button. Hey. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but, okay, so I've had a lot of people that are semi-confused on what this is. Like, why would I pay $20 to come to a live podcast recording? Here's why. One, it's awesome. Two, this is it's, you're not just going to sit there and watch us record a podcast. That sounds kind of weird and boring. <laughs> um, so we have rented out an art studio um, off-Broadway close to downtown Denver, uh, pretty much a block away from Punchbowl Social, which will play a part in a minute. Um, so if you're local, you'll kind of know what we're talking about. If you're not local, it's a restaurant slash bar, so <laughs> if, ignore If you're that not local, part. you have Google Maps, and you will find it. Yes. <laughs> So long story short, we invented the podcast during COVID just to kind of keep in touch with everybody. Um, Every church and ministry were doing live services. It just felt a little old and tired. And so I was tired of looking at a screen. Everybody else was tired of looking at a screen. And so we were like, hey, let's do a podcast. Um, In all sincerity, we thought that maybe a couple hundred people were listening at most. Yeah. We got our Spotify and Apple, what, year in raps. Yeah. And- what I don't want to exaggerate, probably close to thirty five, forty thousand individual streams. listeners combined. Streams. streams, streams, yes, but like yes. thousands of listeners, which is still mind blowing. Thousands like, of listeners, thousands of subscribers, which yes. just literally, I'm not kidding. We were like, okay, let's kill the podcast when we're back in person, and then we just kept on getting all this feedback about like, hey, we really like love this idea, yeah. keep it going, and so. Um, One of our passions in young adults as a ministry is just to create small environments where we can do kind of more intimate things, um, get to know people better, and just have these fun, like, one-off events. And so what we're going to do is we rented out the art art studio downtown. Um, It's going to probably be available to about 100, 125 people just because that's how many people the art studio can fit. 
Uh, we've got Gravity Coffee is coming. Amen. Um, if you guys were here last Thursday, Gravity Coffee is this little unique uh, niche pop-up coffee mobile bar. coffee bar. They're amazing. Um, we're going to have some donuts from Denver's very own Parlor Donuts. Mm, praise the lamb. Yes. And it's just going to kind of be like a little relationship mixer kind of thing. And yeah. so one of the reasons we started it, too, is because Valentine's Day is around the corner. And so we are filming a very special Valentine's Day podcast. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that will go live on Valentine's Day. But why wait when you could be there in person? <gasps> and would that be a great first date? Mm, I think so. Yes. And so you're not just going to listen to us talk. It's going to be very interactive. We're going to be asking you guys to submit questions. And then we're going to have our interns kind of filter through questions to see, like, hey, is there a general census of things that are being asked. So we're going to answer your questions live while you're at the podcast. And so if you want to be there, if you want to ask some questions, if you want to potentially meet somebody special. <gasps> it is the season. It is Valen- the season. <clears throat> a couple days away from Valentine's Day, you know, there yes. might be some single people there. Come hang out for our Valentine's Day special edition Q&A live podcast and then we're going to have a little after party at the art studio and then move it to Punchbowl Social, which is right down the yep. street as the night goes on. And so if you've got nothing to do Friday, or even if you do have something to do this Friday, cancel it because something better <laughs> just came up. The Young Adult Live podcast. And to get tickets, so we've talked about it, where you're sold. You're you're hooked right you're now. In. You're super excited. Go to redrockswye.com. There'll be a little pop-up window that's like, hey get your tickets and then click it buy them you get tickets are twenty dollars a piece and that'll just help cover costs for certain things you'll get free coffee free donuts and potential for some digits so worth it you can get up to four tickets again it'll be at um the space annex art studio downtown denver ish and doors will open at 6 30 so logistics taking 6 30 you won't want to miss it it this this is this is a fomo moment it is. So don't have FOMO. No mo FOMO. No mo FOMO. See you I there. feel really dumb saying that out loud. <laughs> okay, moving on. It is February, which everybody's thinking of love and romance. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to just briefly kind of almost tease out what the live podcast is going to feel like a little bit. Also, sorry, last minute. I know you're like, get on with it. We have special guest Ryan Weckenman. Oh, yeah. And Red Rocks Worship's very own Emily Franklin who are flying in to be a part of the Q&A panel. So you won't just hear all me and my love advice, although that is priceless. <laughs> um, you'll be hearing from Ryan Weckenman, Emily Franklin. It is seriously going to be a great time. Yeah. And They're so you, phenomenally smart, wise humans. I mean, who, Ryan was the most watched sermon yeah. of YA in 2021, and Emily was the most listened to podcast. believe so, yeah. We did relationships from a female perspective. We interviewed Emily, and that got what – Literally thousands upon oh, thousands yeah. of listens. So yes. if you want to meet Emily, and I think she's single, just throw that out there. It's all the non-creepy guys. <laughs> yeah. If you you're creepy, you <laughs> we're not selling you a ticket. If you aren't creepy. You're in. You're in. And For you $20. Can, and you could meet Emily, possibly. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. You probably hate me right now. Okay, moving on. What are we going to talk about today? Well. We're in between titles. Uh, we have a subpar title and a superior title. Um, but today Goodness. we're going to talk about the idea of having impossible standards or why you'll never find somebody who could meet your standards. 
which I think the audience could decide which one is the subpar and which one is the Clearly the, the first creme. one is, is the creme de la creme. And the second one is much better. <laughs> you can tell there's obviously some some <laughs> behind the scenes arguments happening. <laughs> Why you'll never find somebody to meet your standards. That's yeah. kind of a daunting statement, which makes me want to listen. Um, but <laughs> what do you mean by that, Connor? Please. What do I mean? I feel like we live in a world where, and you can just track this statistically, people are getting married later and later. They're waiting to have kids later and later. Yeah. Divorce rates are getting higher and higher. And I think it is because there's this idea of impossible standards or we're waiting for somebody to meet these standards that we've created for ourselves, And it shows uh, this has been statistically studied. I'm actually reading this book. It's the best relationship book you could ever read. Um, I don't endorse it because it's wildly inappropriate, um, <laughs> but it's also amazing. It's called Modern Romance by the comedian Aziz Ansari. Oh, which um, he, I mean, okay, all things aside. Tom Haberford. Yeah, oh yeah. But like, I mean, because I've seen a couple of his like podcasts or his um, uh, Netflix Stand-ups. specials and yeah, he's outlandish in what he says and we can't endorse it from this platform but a lot of what he says is like genuinely like it it comes from a really genuine heart place so it's like yeah he's making fun of all these concepts and all these thoughts and throwing a lot of swear words in the middle of them but like it it does actually boil down like what's happening socially in our society and how to a degree like corrupt the relationships are yeah and so i'm not going to endorse his book modern romance by aziz ansari Uh, i'm not going to endorse that although it could sponsor us but the book (laughs) is uh it's really interesting because it's a comedian's take on like modern romance in a digital world but he partnered with nyu to do like a bunch of like legitimate research and then they just take that research and he kind of pairs it with his real life experience slash comedic tilt. Um, and it's really funny. They go through different things like what is statistically the the best profile picture to get you noticed oh, yeah. on like different dating apps and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they have like oh, there's whole scientific research and, like, on like everything what, on that. It's yes. amazing. So I've been reading this book and this is kind of where this idea came from. Why I'll never find somebody to meet your impossible standards. There we go. Com- combined them. There, I like that. Okay. Pew, pew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Compromise. <laughs> okay. So I do think we live in a world where, oh, and this is where I was getting to. It statistically shows the older you get in life, the higher and more impossible your standards become. And this mm. is why you get so comfortable living with yourself that the thought of somebody interrupting your habits, your routines, the things you like, the things you don't like, become harder and harder for you as a person to to deal with yeah. that interruption. So ironically, the younger you meet somebody, the younger you get married, the more kind of pliable you are in like your routine oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. The older you get, the more set in your ways. And the thought is that leads to the higher and almost more impossible standards you have you almost like self-sabotage your relationships because you don't want them kind of messing with the perfect ecosystem of your apartment that you've created for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. No, it's funny. You're saying all this and like, I, I feel that to such a degree of like, not in a bad sense, but like, especially dating now that I'm older is more difficult because I'm like, yeah, but I like my me time and I like my place and I like my things. I'm like, you're speaking and I'm just like, Wow. Yes. This is the emotional turmoil that like, it's just a different <laughs> battle. Like it's, yes. I mean, you, when you're younger, you're battling other things, but like when you are older dating, like <laughs> there is that weird concept of like, yeah, you're getting, you get in a routine, you're settling yourself down and to bring somebody new into it feels more daunting than keeping the current pattern. 
and I think even even still, like you can see that in like other styles of relationships. Like um, we always talk about, like to a degree of like what cohabitation looks like in relationships too, and it's that same mindset. The reason why people tend to stay, like if they're living together before married, before they're married, what happens is people get stuck in kind of like that lifestyle. So even if they want to break up, even if they're like, no, this isn't the person for me, what ends up happening is like you get this mental block because you're like, well, it's gonna be way more difficult to split up the rent and have one person move out, and then who's gonna get the couch? Who's gonna get the dog? Like, there's all these like internal battles that you have. So it's like you have that. <laughs> I guess both both sides of it of like living together before marriage can create that kind of concept, but also like waiting till later in life to date and have those expectations be so much higher, create another boundary that you have to fight. So, yeah. Aziz, so, so to summarize it, if you're getting older, compromise on everything and just, <laughs> no, I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. Oh, I was looking for the laugh track. There, it is. there we go. I'm hilarious. It's, it's a laugh track for you guys. <laughs> They're just sitting here staring at us. <laughs> oh, there's the laughs. There it is. There it is. There we go. Um, okay, so with everything we've said in mind, with the live podcast coming up Friday where we talk about relationships, uh, with Ryan and Emily in mind, let's dive into having impossible standards and talk about why you'll never find somebody to meet your standards. And here is probably the number one thing that I think most young adults I talk to wrestle with. And this might not even be the best verbiage for it, but... I think this is I think this is a very real thing is that you're looking for magic over love. Yeah. I think I think we the longer you wait and the high and, and please hear me. I'm not saying stop waiting, compromise, <laughs> get it's good to wait, it's good to have standards, it's good to have an idea of something that you're looking for. But what happens is we've been so convinced of what love looks like that we look for something that's not even real. We look for yeah. magic over actual love. Yeah. And I think that for me getting married to Aaron, I was really nervous because so much of our relationship matched what everybody would think a relationship should look like. Yeah. But then so much of it was different, like yeah. in the way we talked to each other, um, <laughs> in the way, just in the way we like fought. Yeah. We fought a lot. Like when we first were dating, we broke up like three or four times. Yeah. So much so that one of her friends wrote me this letter that was like, we're so glad you guys broke up. It's just not healthy. <laughs> and I'm like, surprise, we're married with two kids. <laughs> so you're excommunicated from our life. <laughs> you didn't believe in us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. She didn't get a wedding invite though. But. <laughs> Dark. But, but would you agree that most young people have this magical concept of a relationship that they're looking for oh, over yeah. what actual love oh, totally. is and feels like. Definitely. I think I think it's this internal battle of it's almost like the soulmate kind of argument. Yes. Um, Do you believe in soulmates? Be me personally? Yes. Heck no. Do you guys in this room real quick believe in soulmates? There's a lot of head shakes to the no direction. To the no. Um, and well, okay. So another great book that I think everyone should read, Married or Not, is The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller. And he talks like in the first couple chapters literally about soulmates and how he's like okay if you believe in soulmates like what if that person lives in a different country what if they are in a different like age bracket than you what if they're like 80 years older than you or they're not even born yet like if it's a one for one kind of a ratio like that's daunting to think about but um no i'm not a, a not a soul soulmate person in the sense because i think even like similar to like the way that jesus like we approach Jesus as we pick Jesus. We have the free will to choose his everlasting love. 
in a relationship, we need to have that same option. And I think there's a lot of people you can be compatible with and then you have to decide to like pursue that person, decide to love that person, decide to care for that person against all odds. And like, that's what Jesus did for us. Like, yeah, we're broken. We're messed up. We are clearly not compatible with Jesus because he's perfect and we isn't. So I think like we have this like thought of like, yeah, soulmate, we have to find the right person. We have to have the exact specifications that we're expecting. And again, I think there's a level of like, yeah, you should have some for sure of those like non-negotiables that like I think every pastor has mentioned when it comes to relationship talk. But like, yeah, there's just this dark side of like the the magic isn't real, but we think that we have to have all these standards, all these expectations. If that person doesn't meet it, it's easy for us to jump ship. If anything, like that magic could just be like a defense mechanism to not let that person not not let that person in. So you naturally just couldn't say, okay, it wasn't that person. It wasn't magical. It wasn't my soulmate. Yeah. I think we over romanticize yes, the idea of a relationship yeah. more than actually wanting to have a relationship. Yeah. We create these relationships in our brain that aren't real. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this picture of all the dates we're going to go on, all the fun times we're going to have, all the trips, all the memories, you know, the perfectly yeah. curated Instagram feed with all the right filters, which I'm still trying to find for myself. Um, <laughs> I got Lightroom. I got I got a couple of things. I'm working. I'm working. Um, but yeah, I think that like the the longer you stay out of relationships for good reasons or bad reasons, mm-hmm. I think you create this idea of what a magical relationship will look like one day. Yeah. And then you get in a relationship. Well, and then even when you get in that relationship, that person the first time that they like mess up or don't meet that expectation that you've had in your head is the moment that you're like justified, like, oh, I guess this isn't this isn't the right one. This one, this wasn't the magical relationship I was expecting. Yeah. So then you jump ship versus putting in work to make that thing happen. Yeah. So it's like these unmet expectations that that person never knew that they were supposed to meet. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes into our second point, why you'll never find somebody to meet your standards. Um, one, you're not actually looking for love. You're looking for magic. Love yeah. takes work. The Bible defines love as patient, kind, long-suffering, um, willing to like serve somebody else. Yeah. And I think the longer we go the more higher standards get in almost like a twisted way if left unchecked, we're, we're compounding this list of all the things we want somebody to bring to us yeah. more than what uh, we're looking to bring to a relationship. Ooh, that's good. But two, I think... Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I know that was a good point. Yeah. Um, but two, I think that a lot of us love the idea of somebody more than actually loving that person. Yeah. And I think that that is... The number one trap, uh, not number one trap, because I said the first point was number one, <laughs> is the 1A, 1B trap that a lot of people yeah. fall fall into is that, again, we, we over-romanticize not just a relationship, but what a relationship would be like with this perceived image of a person we've never really gotten to know. Yeah. And then we get into a relationship with that person, and surprise, they're a sinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> surprise, they have flaws. Surprise, they're broken, <laughs> just like you. And now, like, a relationship, a real healthy relationship is two broken people healed in Jesus, walking out healing together for the rest of their life. Yeah. But in your mind, you're already healed because you've created your little habitat in your apartment. And this person is just going to make this perfect addition to everything you've already built in your life. And then you get in a relationship and you realize they're fractured too. Yeah. I think the way that... It shifted for me because I believe that for a long time of like, I need the person who 
who fits my life perfectly and I want X, Y, Z to happen and they need to fit this, this, and this standard. Um, but it shifted for me one day because I felt like I had a revelation from God and I was, it, for some reason it came in the metaphor of a puzzle. Okay. okay. <laughs> like I, I look at my life as a puzzle and I'm looking for that one piece that's actually going to fit into my puzzle. Like, and that's the relationship piece. Like I'm waiting for that one person. It has to be this exact shape. It has to be the exact color. It has to be this, 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 and this to like fit the puzzle shape. And the whole like God was just like, no, it's not your puzzle. It's essentially like you're bringing two pieces of art together. It's not just one person who's going to fit the exact spot you are. They have been building their own puzzle for their entire life as well. And it's not going to fit exactly with yours. You have to begin to design around it together so you can actually have this beautiful picture in the end. But it's not going to be the person who fits what you want exactly. It's going to be they're going to bring their stuff. You're going to bring your stuff. And you have to find beauty together in one thing. And I think that's marriage. Um, I think I think if the goal of a relationship is beyond hooking up, is beyond some type of physical sexual satisfaction, I think if your goal of a relationship is to get married, I think that's a great analogy of you've got two two puzzles working together. Yeah. And now it's like, how do these fit together? Yes. It makes me think of the greatest show that's ever made, Survivor. <laughs> no, as, I, here's the thing. I think you're watching Survivor and everything is now fitting into your life as Survivor. Survivor is a metaphor for life. <laughs> okay, keep going. And I, I want to hear how this ties into your Jeff relationship. Okay. Of, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Survivor, sponsor us. That'd be the greatest sponsor of all time. His eyes just lit up, guys. Like, if no we joke. could go to a Survivor location during a season of filming and do a podcast. That'll be our next live podcast. Yes. We'll, be, um, we'll do it for the Survivor cast. <laughs> the Fiji Guys, we have ideas just rolling here, if you can't tell. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bring it back to puzzles and, so, okay, no, 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 and Survivor. But, but at the end of almost every immunity challenge in Survivor, <laughs> okay. you laugh, but I'm, I being, know, I'm, I'm just, being real. I know you are. Um, I'm, I'm watching season 40 right now. <laughs> at the end of every immunity challenge they've had so far, it's like physical, 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 physical. And then the last piece is always a puzzle. Because they're all, they're physically exhausted, and now you've got to try to put together this really complex puzzle while you're physically exhausted. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You're laughing, but this is going somewhere. I know. I'm, I'm just waiting. <laughs> but in every in every single in every single one so far in that season I'm watching, um, the puzzle is always for two people, right? Ooh. And that's and that's kind of what a relationship is. Ooh, it's okay. you've got all these different puzzle pieces. <laughs> you've got all these different things that you're trying to fit together yeah like as in two people trying to fit them yes. together now and i think that's that's kind of what marriage is like it's that my whole life i got married at 27 mm -hmm. for 27 years i was putting together the puzzle of connor who am i what do i want to do what do i want out of life aaron was putting her puzzle together yeah and then when you get married it's like holy crap now we've got to fit these together two different puzzles together yes. into one puzzle <laughs> and it literally is two completely different looking puzzles yeah and like, i haven't done a puzzle in like 10 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to build your own pieces at that point which that sounds exhausting <laughs> yeah so before we kill this metaphor to death yes you said it's like bringing two pieces of art together yes what art are you oh my gosh <laughs> i did not expect that to be the question oh uh, well i'm a I'm like a, a Monet painting, you know? Boring and old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Studio audience, please don't laugh at that. <laughs> no, I am stunningly, classically beautiful, you know? There one you one dot at a time. That was his, he was like, pointless. you know, it's fine. What are you, Connor? I'm abstract. <laughs> uh, you would be. No, you're like modern art. That's like, for the sake of modern art, like somebody just threw 
stuff together and is like, this is art. But it sells for $8 million. Yes, and uncomfortably so. And it's just like, it's a black circle on a white canvas. And people are like, but it means so much. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. The puzzle analogy is good, okay? It is. It is good. <laughs> um, and I, I do want to tie it back. We got a little distracted just with humor and survivor, but, um, we, we. <laughs> but why you'll never find somebody to meet your impossible standards. You're looking for magic over love. And then truly you like the idea of someone over that actual person Yeah, and to tie this whole thing together. I do think the puzzle analogy fits well because you think somebody is this one thing mm-hmm. and then you meet them, you have a relationship with them and you realize, Oh, two people have to work together. Yeah. To have to have a relationship, and so for those of you out there that are single, that are trying to navigate these cold Denver streets, <laughs> um, this cold-hearted Denver streets, mm. um, don't over-romanticize a relationship, and don't over-romanticize a person. Yeah, um, understand that a relationship is beautiful and work, and that allow allow somebody to be who they are, and and fall in love and have a relationship with that person, and not yeah. just the idea of that person. Yeah. Number three, and we'll kind of roll through these quickly because we have the band music coming in behind us. Um, number three, and this is kind of a little old and tired, but I do think it's true. You've allowed Hollywood or culture to define what love looks like yeah. to you. Do you think that that's still relevant in a lot of people's lives with Netflix, Hulu, oh, yeah. which, do you think that people still look for what they see on a TV screen? I think maybe not explicitly. They'll say that out loud. Like I'm looking for somebody like so-and-so or like that movie that I saw, but because we just, I mean, you absorb all the messages, all the meaning, all that stuff that come naturally from a movie or from a show that you begin to subconsciously take that into your dating style. Like even I, I think we could, we, again, we can trace this back to even just like even the nineties and stuff like that. Cause, um, I think of like friends, the show, um, yeah. I'm a friends. I love friends. Okay. One of the best shows ever. Okay. Yes. Thank Not you. Not the office, but close. it's up. It's, it's one of the best shows, but like they define dating for an entire generation of like, Hey, like, Let's move in together. Hey, let's fight. Hey, let's not. Hey, let's um, kind of like free and loose. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, and totally open every single direction. And it felt like, I mean, obviously it's a show, it's a sitcom, it's fake. But so many people took dating advice from that. So many took um, dating advice from other TV shows like that, and it created an unhealthy cult like culture where now we see a fifty percent divorce rate, and we see all this unhealth from like even just again small things like that and it's not like i'm saying like friends is the definition of satan because i love friends but like what we absorb into ourselves will come out in some way shape or form and if it's the only thing that you're looking for for health and relationships and you're just watching show after show after show yeah you're probably just going to start emulating what those people are doing and dating how do you safeguard yourself from that because i don't think anybody especially as they get older and they're in their 20s and maybe post-grad and they're they're young professional is sitting there watching Friends or something like yeah. that and thinking, this is how relationships are <laughs> yeah. supposed to happen. But like you said, I do think it becomes a subconscious narrative that your soul just absorbs for some reason. And you kind of like use it as a subconscious filter of like, oh, yeah. what, a, like the, the forever chase of Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Or I want to be Joey. I want to be the fun, lighthearted bachelor yeah. guy forever, you know? Or, um, or who's the. Chandler, ha, 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 ha. What's uh, her name? Uh, Janice. Janice, yeah. Oh, Avoid a Janice right. at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but why do you think or how do you think our souls absorb that as a su- subconscious narrative? 
Because nobody, nobody, like I said, watches Friends and is like the playbook on relationships. Yeah, right they're not here. like taking notes and being yes. like, "This is exactly what I need to do." No, I think, um, gosh, I think it, it is just a, a where you're at is what you'll absorb, and I think that's why again we harp so much time and time again about like at, at the church, like we're like read your Bible, read your Bible, because. If you're not reading biblically how to handle relationships, if you're not praising, like asking God for wisdom, which he says, first John one, four, I believe, like ask for wisdom and he will give it to you. Like if we're not actively asking God, if we're not actively in our Bibles, exploring what wisdom God has for us as we navigate relationships, our brains will just naturally absorb it from some other place, from some other location. Um, so yeah, I think I, I, I really do think honestly, just being wise, being smart, understanding, yes, that this is a show, but also you need that revelation from God to help you kind of realize those things because otherwise it will just be absorbed into your brain in the end. Yeah, I believe it's Proverbs thirty seventeen that says something along the lines of, well, no, that's not it. Like the <laughs> eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah. Uh, that's not that's not specifically no. the Bible verse, but it there is like or no the eyes are the lamp to the body. Sorry, that's Jesus, not Proverbs. Mm. Um, the eyes are the. I, I do think it's just what you watch, what you consume becomes like an underlying narrative of yeah. your heart. Well, and 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 like think about it. You see and you hear the same story time and time again. Um, like I think about uh the writing style, the writing like the character trope of like a rom com, where it's like there's a couple in the beginning of the movie and they're like. The, like, one of the couple is like super unhappy, but the other one's really happy. And rather than working at it, the the boyfriend girlfriend finds somebody new. It's like maybe this is the person I'm supposed to be with. So tying it back to Hollywood, like Hollywood projects this character of like if that person hasn't met all of your needs and they're not perfect and you guys start fighting, like there's probably somebody else out there. And so you begin to think that and you begin to think like, okay, if I get into a relationship and things aren't working smooth and I like I have to start working at this. No, that means that there has to be something else out there because you just see the story time and time and time and time again. And so that's why, like, as young adults, you have to be smart and you have to understand and you have to, like, hear stories of Christian couples. You have to read stories of Christian couples in the Bible. You have to read the teachings of Jesus because those stories can also, like, go into your brain and you can hear them over and over and over. And then that will be applied to your life versus the rom-com trope of, well, if somebody's not working out, just go go hook up with your coworker because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's 90% of the rom-coms right now are just yeah, like, absolutely. they didn't meet your needs. Oh, well that new coworker did. Sharon and finance. Will. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Why you'll never find somebody to meet your impossible standards. Why we have impossible standards, 70 different titles for this podcast, but the final one. Okay. Uh, you're looking for magic over love. You've over romanticized just the idea of what love is and relationships. You've fallen in love with the idea of somebody over that actual person. You've allowed culture, Hollywood, what have you, to define what love looks like. And finally, um, and I think this is just the subconscious thing that all of us deal with to some level. Um, I think everybody's aware of it, um, even if we know that we shouldn't be. But we fall into this trap of we want somebody to fulfill us yeah. rather than to love us. And mm -hmm. I think there's such a difference between fulfillment and love. Um, and, and as somebody who was single for 27 years, I took a year off of dating when I became a Christian because I never really had healthy or God honoring relationships turned into seven years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> isn't God fun. <laughs> yeah. But, but I do think 
regardless of all the the messages you've probably heard on relationships there's a small part of you that will always be looking for somebody to fulfill you yeah. and you learn very quickly when you're married that is not the person the purpose of a spouse yeah um fulfillment comes out of many things obviously first and foremost a relationship with jesus but but more just like adventure in life and things you want to accomplish yeah. not only as a person but together a spouse is there to love you support you and to be for you uh regardless of yeah. your pain your hurt your problems they're actually not even there to fix you yeah. or to help be a part of the solution to fix you necessarily they can help aid in that i guess but that's not yeah. like their primary role um it's to model jesus to one another and so um i don't know in your life how would you define the difference between fulfillment and love and what do we do how do we avoid falling into that trap as we wrap up our first little relationship series podcast of february 2022 I feel like fulfillment means that you're going to reach perfection. Like I think that's kind of what I I see like fulfillment as. And to put that pressure onto somebody else who is flawed and broken is impossible. And I think that's why By perfection you mean you're going to become a complete person. Yes, like I'm going to become who I'm everything that I'm supposed to be. And honestly to put that burden on a relationship is it's impossible for that other person. And that's why I think we see a lot of people falter in that. Um and we see a lot of those relationships fall apart because of that because Yeah, you the whole you didn't do for me what I thought you were going to do for yeah. me kind of thing. Um and so yeah, I see like as yeah, becoming a complete person is what I would deem fulfillment. And so but the difference between that and love is that love cuz there will be different seasons. I think also there is this weird expectations especially in Christian culture where there will be fulfillment when you are married of like everything will be working out fine. But Do we not understand we also have like 40 50 plus years after you're married to keep not like you can look at your parents and probably be like yeah they still got issues they're clearly not fulfilled they're and, clearly and not life perfect doesn't end oh 100% and i think there is just life like this continues. weird yeah but there's like this weird thought of like a relationship is the last piece of the puzzle that i need to look at the picture and again it's like no it's got forever growing thing um and love is just like actually being able to walk alongside people and care like again kind of like you said like it's not like you're going to like fix their problems they're not going to fix your problems but you help guide them you help show them you help pray for them you help encourage them to get to the or like where where they want to be and what they need to get fixed in the end but it's not your burden necessarily to fix yeah. um so yeah i mean yeah it's kind of just like a, a summary of all that we've talked about like again it's that puzzle piece of like Hey, you're not going to finish the puzzle with me. We're going to keep growing the puzzle together. Yeah, and I think final thought on this. I think that fulfillment is self-gratifying and love is self-giving. Yeah. Like if you're looking for somebody to fulfill you, you are using them as a character in your story. Mhm. Um where love is like two main characters coming together. Yeah. You know, like you see the post <laughs> like you're the main like, character of yeah. your story and it's like no you're jaded. Yeah. Like that's what that's what you are. If you think you're the main character then you're literally using every person around you to fulfill as a pawn. Yeah. You have no real friendships. Yes. Like yeah, so I think that fulfillment is self-gratifying and it's okay to want to be fulfilled. Yeah. But I think when you look for that in in a person solely to do yeah. that And I think Christianity has put so much pressure on necessary pressure. Remember, we serve a God who is single. Yeah. For 33 years before he was murdered. <laughs> yeah. So, he did it. You can do it too. <laughs> yes. And so And it wasn't because Jesus had wildly high expectations. He knew what he was getting into. <laughs> yeah, and I mean even even throughout Paul's letters, he's like, "Hey, don't get married." Yeah. 
which sounds kind of weird, but he's like, he had this idea of like, God's coming back soon. We have a yeah. huge mission to be a part of. Yeah. It, it's easier if you're not married. Yeah. But then he said, he's like, if you want to be married, be married. Yeah. Well, he it, wasn't a total jerk. And but. honestly, like God, I mean, like kind of like what you said, like there is a desire for fulfillment in our life because God wants us to be fulfilled. Like he put that desire in our hearts to, but like the only fulfillment we can get is from him. It's not from a spouse or from anything else. But I think we just we manipulated a little bit to think like, oh, the fulfillment of that, especially in Christian culture, again, like that will be the fulfillment and yeah. it'll make things better. And and I think that's, o- that's the only place, this is my final thought. I lied. This is my <laughs> final thought. I think the only place where you can truly love somebody is from a place of fulfillment. Yeah. Because if you are not fulfilled, and I'm not saying you have to be completely fulfilled or like a totally whole person because yeah. we're all broken, living a life on a journey until we meet God face to face, will we be fulfilled fully? But I feel like the only real place to love somebody is from a place of fulfillment mm-hmm. just because you carry the perspective of I'm not looking for something you can't give me. Yeah. But I'm looking to love you and I hope to get love mm-hmm. in return. And I totally. think that's a beautiful piece of what a relationship yeah. is supposed to be. Not fulfillment necessarily, but love. Yes. We should love do it. a whole podcast on what love is. That'd be awesome. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt. We need that song on the board. Because right now, can you this hear is the it? season of it. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh. We'll add it. We'll add it post edit. Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, guys, thanks for bearing with us <laughs> on this podcast. We hope that you uh, got something out of it. Impossible standards. Why you'll never find somebody to meet your standards. Obviously, that's a joke. You will find somebody to meet your yes. standards. But unless but you need to be fulfilled first by the yes. love of Jesus Christ. If you know these four things, then you will. <laughs> hey, real quick, we want to plug the live podcast one more time. If you've made it this way through, congratulations. If you buy a ticket to the podcast, just go up to the coffee bar and say, Hey, I listened to the last podcast and they'll give you a free coffee. <laughs> Because the coffee's already paid for, no matter what. I mean, the coffee's free, but hey, but you, you'll get a high five from someone. We should do something. Hey, you know what? How about this? We, well, if you come to the pot live recorded podcast and you mention the Impossible Standards podcast, we will have something special for you. We don't know but what it's it is. A secret. <laughs> but it'll be special and amazing. But we will. We really will. We'll figure something out. So. Come to the podcast Friday. Tickets are 20 bucks. Where can they buy tickets? RedRocksYA.com. It is a Valentine's Day special live podcast with a Q&A where we, the brilliant minds of young adults, <laughs> and Ryan Weckman and Emily Franklin, answer all your relationship questions. We have a little mixer slash after party. We move it over to Punchbowl Social later. It's a great time, an incredible way to spend a Friday. Buy your tickets redrocksya.com hopefully we'll see you there february 11th next friday be there at b square yes no mofomo any final thoughts none there we go well hey another perfect podcast another loving podcast yes i was gonna say not looking to fulfill (laughs) (laughs) a love-filled podcast a love-filled podcast Mm. there we go hey thank you for listening and checking us out if you think this podcast Dear Lord, could help anybody. <laughs> Be sure to share it with them. Um, hey, and if you want to keep up with all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can follow us on Instagram at Red Rocks at YA. YA. There you go. And for all things service related, service oriented, or buy your tickets to the live podcast, you can go to redrocksya.com. 
you can find us there as well. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening, <laughs> subscribing, and sharing. We will be back next week, Valentine's Day special, Woo. with our live recorded podcast. I am going to beat that into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're still listening, it has been you. If you didn't get your ticket now, it's just your fault. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. <laughs>